Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this, the latest episode of the HR Tech Chat video podcast. And with me today, I have Amaresh Tripathi, who is Senior Vice President and Global Business Leader at Genpact. Um, welcome, Amaresh. Thank you so much, Brent. Great to be here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I am really looking forward to this conversation today. You're doing some really, really fascinating big things at Genpact. Um, and it hits a lot of notes in human capital management around uh, career, uh, you know, developing your people, upskilling, uh, data, um, LMS content, all this kind of stuff. And I'm really looking forward to diving into it. But maybe first you could just share with our audience a little bit more about what Genpact does and then, sure. you know, sort of what brought you to Genpact, what your background is. Absolutely. So, so, so for Genpact, for those who don't know, it's a, it's a, it's been a spin-off of General Electric. Uh, it's an independent, like a, a publicly listed company, uh, for roughly four and a half billion dollars in size. Uh, and we kind of, uh, it's a large professional services company that does basically two broad things for, for our clients, which are Fortune thousand companies around the globe. Uh, one is what we call digital operations, which is where we are running. Uh, the operations on behalf of our clients in finance, supply chain, sales and commercial uh, risk. There are a few areas that we kind of go and cover. Uh, and the second part of our business, which is called data tech and AI, which is how do we transform some of those operations and 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 uh, when we are, whether we are running it or not in those same areas using data analytics, technology and artificial intelligence. That's kind of roughly kind of this thing. Within that, uh, my personal role is I run the data analytics and uh, data analytics and AI uh, business part of the of that, uh, where I'm helping uh, clients drive those transformations and making our client organizations, I would say, more data intelligent and data aware. Uh, but I have to play. I play a similar role internally also when we have 120,000 colleagues of ours uh, who are uh, who are spread over the globe. And basically, how do you make our organization, Genpact, more data aware for us and for our on behalf of our clients? That's kind of where where I think this conversation will be focused on. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, um, AI, one of my favorite topics. Certainly not alone in that. <laughs> uh, right, especially <laughs> right now. <laughs> it, it seems like you can't talk about anything without AI uh, permeating. Maybe the robots are already taking over, and that's evidence of it. Yeah, who knows? You're not talking to a robot right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We, are you real? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> not quite there yet. This this podcast is not a deep fake, everybody. <laughs> in any event. Um, yeah, I, you know, you're doing some really interesting things, and why don't we dive right into it? Um, 120,000 uh, approximately uh, strong workforce uh, individuals at Genpact, and you're and you're already you've already sort of brought about 65,000 of them yes. through this data awareness program. Yes. Um, and, and a lot of people know watching the podcast that, you know, we have conversations before the podcast and we were in the green room just a few minutes ago. Um, and we were talking about how I, I think um, you were saying that this is probably the biggest data awareness program, uh, at least in business in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is this is this is the largest at least we know or definitely one of the largest uh, data literacy and data awareness programs, I think, in the world where. Uh, we are essentially doing this entire program at scale for all the 120,000 folks. Uh, the intention, uh, Brent, is actually a very simple one. I mean, like, uh, I mean, curiosity and learning are kind of our two broad pillars around uh, and, and, and values that we uh, that we are we 
uh, focus on uh, for everyone. And obviously we are, we are a learning organization. And as part of that, one of the things we discovered is what is the what is the biggest trend in like next decade or so that is going to define uh, work itself? And it is about how does data analytics gets infused into the day-to-day work that we are doing. You don't need to be a data scientist. You don't need to be a mathematician or a computer scientist, but you need to be, be able to use the data to do your work better. And that was kind of the core insight. That's why we use the word data aware about what there could be other words that we could use. And, and our, our vision was how do we kind of create a culture structure training, like the whole the, the whole uh, whole process around it, so that we can have all our employees, all our colleagues, 120,000 of them be data aware. Because once you do that, that becomes a comparative differentiation that we do for like, I guess, like, like and, and also helps our clients, helps our own people and helps Genpact, I mean, at, at the highest level. That was kind of the, the broader mission that we kind of started the journey with. Yeah, and that, you know, you bring up some good points here. Um, and let me just kind of unpack it a little bit because you're, yeah. you're hitting a lot of really important things here. So first of all, this is about upskilling your workforce. So this is, this is an organization, Genpact, um, putting in the effort, showing the interest in uh, making sure that each individual contributor in the workforce is, you know, is upskilled in the most optimal way for the particular task at hand that they do at Gen- GenPack. So that's, so you're showing in a way sort of in the 360 insights uh, parlance, we talk about efficiency and empathy when it comes to the workforce. And this is very much an empathy play in yes. that respect, but it's also, it's also sort of a, um, it's, it's a, let's say that Genpact itself is sort of organizationally self-aware, I think, by doing this, because you're, or, you and the organization understand that if we do this, we are going to be better at doing the work that we do, and we're going to retain more customers, we're going to grow, and all these sorts of things. So it's, it's one of those sort of classic um stories where an organization pays attention to and uh, uh, puts uh, dedicates uh, time to their employees and that results in dividends uh, for the organization itself absolutely absolutely that's that's uh, and, and and you just one more, more point I'll add it's it's empathy but it's it's that f- empathy also leads to efficiency uh, and it leads to value more important it's leads to value that, that's kind of that's at least how we thought about it Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You took the words right out of my mouth. Um, and what's interesting, I'd like to, could you just walk us through like what it looks like? I understand it's a certification sure. program and then there's sort of an opportunity to earn a, uh, a black belt, if you will, uh, in data awareness after that. How does it work? Yeah, so so basically, the the the, the uh, let me just tell you a little bit of the history of of, of of what the what what the influences has been. So one is, I mean, given I told you our, our heritage in General Electric, uh, we, I mean, like this notion of black belt and lean Six Sigma, that's kind of very ingrained in us, right? And if you think about one thing that you, if you would kind of want to take that from that journey and that big learning, is how do you drive? a philosophical change about how to do the work at scale. I mean, if you really think about it, Lean Six Sigma absolutely nails it. I mean, there's, I mean, it's one of the most successful programs are kind of going doing that. And there's a structure around it, which is there is a little bit of uh, learning. There is a, there, there is a self-learning. There's a, 
testing then then you do a green belt project where you kind of like you have a a little bit of uh, support around it then you actually go and go and go, go to a black belt where you are you independently are doing something big and you you bring the clients in you bring the business users in there's a there's a structured process around it and we actually pretty much adopted that we knew we could train things at scale or we could drive things at scale using a very proven methodology it's not like the content but the the, the process and the structure on top of that, we said, okay, if there was the what the, what does data awareness mean in terms of content? Right, that was the second aspect of that that we kind of developed uh, around that, and that's kind of what we started filling out: what the content, what's the project, what kind of projects. So we kind of laid out kind of I would say the uh, the, the 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 intellectual foundations of what and the content part of, of of this of this picture, and we kind of combined both. And the way it works right now is there are three or four steps. One is we we use a very distributed platform, and I'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. We call Genome, uh, which is based on EdCast that we talked talked about earlier. Where if you are an associate, you can go and spend two three hours. It's a kind of a three hour self paced learning where you are aware of okay some of the basic data terms like think about visualization, think about anomalies. What is an anomaly? How do you think about whether it's a mean and, and 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 median? What's the difference between that? How do you actually think about what is a predictive model? What is data quality itself? So I would say some basic 101 things that you can get a very high level learn. And based on that, you go and go and do a testing. So you go and get tested and you have to kind of get to whatever a passing grade in that to kind of get to the next level. So that's kind of number one so that you, you go to the, 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 the first, uh, that's kind of the first gate. And then after, after you're doing that, there are some more learning modules that you have, which is think about the two or ones kind of courses in, in certain areas that you start taking. And then you would basically go and do a project. And, 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 the, and the focus that we could do in the project was, it would be a prediction project. We kind of focused on it. You are going to predict something. Uh, so we kind of up the ante a little bit. Okay. And then you do the project prediction project in context of a client work that you're working with, in the context of a client working with them. And then that gets validated. And once kind of that gets signed off and the value is signed off, then you you essentially get certified. So that's kind of the, the three or step, four step process that we kind of took, took, took the entire organization through. Oh, that's really interesting. And uh, you were mentioning um, EdCast. Um, what, what else do you have? So... How does EdCast figure into this? Um, how, yeah. how does that sort of deliver? And I'm hearing that some of the the content and learning contents are delivered maybe maybe in real time while the uh, employee is working with the with the uh, with the yeah. uh, with the client and some of this. Yeah. So so there there are a couple of layers of that. Let me just unpack it for you. So one is I mean there is a and 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 that's some of the investments that we 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 have already made and we are riding on. What one is like we had this program called. Uh, or entire learning philosophy, what we call uh, collective intelligence. And the idea there of collective intelligence, it's actually just, uh, it kind of, there's some inspiration from MIT there, yeah. uh, where uh, the, the idea is like the best people to, you have to learn in the context of work and you learn not only from one individual, you learn from a group, right? And it's the group that becomes a lot stronger so those two things, we principles we did, and we basically took EdCast and we think about us, we skinned a layer on top of EdCast and we kind of internally branded that called Genome. And the idea was, and then, so that's kind of what the technology side of things, basically think about a UI UX layer on top of EdCast. And then we kind of, we have, uh, we took, 
a group of folks who are experts in their own work, supply chain experts, data experts, AI experts, and ask them to uh, curate uh, content, uh, not kind of just buy content, but curate content that they think their colleagues should learn. So basically you have experts, experts curate content, and that is what the colleagues learn. And so on a self-paced way, and once you learn that in a self-paced way, you have an opportunity to work with these gurus and master gurus. That's what we kind of laid, laid out. So there's a structure around that. So there is a learning philosophy around this collective intelligence we already had in place. Uh, so when we launched this program, we call this program Data Bridge, the, this data awareness program that we kind of talked about, we essentially leveraged the EdCash genome and the guru and master guru structure to accelerate our journey around becoming the data aware organization. So that's that gives you a little bit of context of how we why we approached it. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. So 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 the content is curated by 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 um experts. Experts. Um, yeah, and that in that in that content where is it uh is it sourced from, you know, like like MOOCs or is it from um, it's anywhere? All over. It could be YouTube videos, it could be MOOCs, it could be reports. It's think about it. So I am I'm I'm a uh, I'm an expert in data analytics, AI and everything. So I'm reading things all the time. So whenever in the things that I'm reading, because I'm a master guru, I'm like, oh, this is really interesting for a lot of my colleagues to know. And it's not like sending email. What I basically say is, hey, listen, here, I mean, we have some uh, some folks who help manage and uh, and manage the channels. I identify pieces of content, whether it's a video, whether it's, it's an article I'm reading, whether it's this, I said, okay, these should be part of this course. And then obviously we kind of go and put a structure around it and kind of do that. Or it could be MOOCs, it could be, I'm learning a programming thing and it should be relevant. So it's my job or a guru or a master guru's job, all the things that they are learning, it's their collective learning. We want to spread very, very quickly. So that's kind of how it is getting curated. Oh, interesting, great, wonderful. And is that, is that sort of distributed with, um, that's distributed via EdCast. Do you, do you have Cornerstone in place um, as well, or? I think so. I'm not. I, we, we, I think we have Cornerstones in place. Uh, in, I think in terms of pro probably in the how we me like measure the certifications and everything like that. Okay. We also have that, but we definitely have the the EdCast. So that 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 content comes there, gets curated. But we have essentially made uh, created. Think about a, a UX UI based on persona on top of it, so you can create your own and manage your own learning journeys. Okay, self. This, this is like this is um, like sorry. <laughs> this is a um, a really good illustration of sort of a future of work, modern that is learning experience for for you know like a, a white collar professional you know high level professional um, because you have the self directed learning you have yeah. the uh, the curated content you have you have sort of the state of the art in terms of technology to get that content delivered at just the right time to the people uh, when they need it uh, and and also has a human element uh, that's something that we talk a lot about um, yeah. that, you know I mean, we have these we have these gurus and master guru sessions. So basically like once every month or I mean, as a master guru once every month, but as gurus, I mean, we have people like that thing where every week they would host sessions. It would be open door. Hey, these are the issues or this is the topic I want to talk about. So there is a huge human aspect of it where people will reach out. So there's a, it's a networked human aspect. There are some structured programs and then there's a lot of one-on-ones. Yeah, yeah. Um what kind of results have you seen uh, for for the business and for well, you know, there's all sorts of things. It's holistic, right? There's there's benefits, you know, in terms of you know employee engagement, uh, retention, um, you know, uh, revenue, um, 
retention of not just employees but also customers and, and you know length uh, length of engagements. What what kind of results have you seen? I mean, I'll give you one uh, broad statistic on the broader genome program, and then I'll come to DataBridge. Right on the broader genome program, when we launched, and I think at least a year ago or so, when we looked at it. It, the number of hours just on our ecosystem, the 120,000 people, was roughly a quarter of all LinkedIn learning hours. So think about that. So, so there was a lot of so people are hungry to upskill themselves. And you, when you make you when you make it open and when you make it available, it happens. The the sorry, let let me, I want to make sure I'm understanding that correctly. I might have missed it. Forgive me. So a quarter of all LinkedIn learning hours for GenPact. No, for overall LinkedIn learning hours that was there at that point in time. And this is a little bit old statistic. Yeah, it, it'll wow. blow and, I mean, so the amount of learning for employee that's kind of going on in number of hours at that point in time, obviously, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with the latest statistics and obviously things have moved, have moved on. But on the data bridge, coming back on the data bridge side of it, we launched this program uh, and we opened it up for signing. And, and here's the thing. I mean, this is like, like think about there are people all over the world doing different, you could be processing invoices, you could be doing uh, like managing claims, you could be uh, you, you could be a data scientist, you could, I mean, there's all kinds of roles there. And, we, and, and there was no incentive to sign up and we said, go ahead, this program is available, right? Literally within two weeks, we had 30,000 people sign up and we, had, we didn't even know what it was, like. we never expected <laughs> that. That's so. And, and and then and then we started me measuring that, and over time, I mean, literally in first six months, this is like a we're probably coming two years into the journey right now. But in first and and obviously like new people come in and all the things, it's kind of it, it kind of there's there's a, there's a natural flow of business. Literally in first six months, we had more than fifty five thousand people, and now it's probably close to seventy seventy five thousand folks uh, who have who had uh, signed up, and after sign up, they had to spend a two three hours and then do the training and testing. I mean, the, the number of sign up is a lot more, probably close to 100,000 people, hours, but kind of starting and signing that itself is at 65, 70,000 big folks right now. And that just tells me the latent demand people, mm -hmm. our, our colleagues have, or I think probably the entire workforce has on learning about being data aware, realizing that is the future in terms of how a lot of the work is going to get done. Uh, and because there was literally, they are taking times away from the family. Uh, they are they are doing it on their own time to kind of make make themselves more relevant and and kind of it just just blew our mind when we it's, that is indeed mind blowing you know we use that term a lot but this really is um, you know what's interesting also is this this fits into a larger sort of context here um, you know we hear a lot about why don't we dive into AI just a little bit? Because I think it is relevant here. You know, yeah. we hear a lot about artificial intelligence, you know, uh, taking over existing jobs. And we hear a lot about all the new jobs that we don't even know about yet that will, or roles that will exist in the future. Right. Um, and, and so some people say, don't worry about that. You know, there'll be new, there will be new roles that we don't know about. Um, but you still need to think about, you know, you can't remain static as a career professional. You have to learn new skills. Um, and to me, it just seems that upskilling, like real um, uh, intention, like upskilling with intentionality uh, sponsored by I guess that's a word or encouraged and sponsored by the employing organization um, and sort of an indefatigable sort of, you know, uh, 
inexorable march in that direction is just absolutely critical to to make sure that I mean, not to sound too future of work here, but this might be science fiction of work, but to make sure humans actually can work, you know, yeah. in a sense, right? Because and this is what I'm hearing with this program, the Data Bridge program, is that you're really helping your workforce to acquire skills that that you know we're really far off from AI ever really mastering. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, you, you, it's, it's funny you mentioned that this morning uh, we just launched a generative AI. I mean, obviously we have to keep, keep I mean, we, we basically generated, launched a, a, a basic intermediate expert program of generative AI with content on the same channel, right? Wow. Right. For everyone. Right. And we have done that. And our CEO just sent a note. I said, okay, I'm going to read all of it. I think it <laughs> myself. And that's, I think, the, the I mean, one is part of it is the culture of the organization and which I'm, I'm extremely proud of. But more importantly, it's you're 100% right. I mean, you have to keep pace and, and kind of continue kind of driving that. But the thing is, which is just the other piece of it, just I want to point out, it's not about just learning. You have to apply it in the context of work you are doing. That's the piece we figure out, figured where it makes it sticky. Because I can learn a lot of things. But it's like, okay, I watch a lot of stuff on Netflix, but it doesn't mean like, I mean, I am applying to it. Applying in the context of work, that is the next, that, that's essentially what we did, which we haven't talked about, but that, that we saw was a game changer for us. It's, well, maybe you could just dive into that a little bit more. Like, how did you actually sort of drive that? Yes. I agree. You're absolutely correct. You know, learning in a vacuum. Okay, I've learned all this stuff and I'm still in my basement playing video games or whatever it is. <laughs> right. Well, how do, you know, maybe I learned the, you know, the meaning of life. I didn't share it with anybody. So. And, and I'll, I'll give you a very clear example, right? So so think about, uh, and I, I'll, I'll personalize it on a persona, but you kind of expo- extrapolate from that. You are, you, you just went to the data bridge program and you process claims let's say that's kind of for your role right and you just learned about something called anomaly detection right which is if everything is like all the claims sizes that you are processing and then you are you you, someone else one of the gurus or master gurus translated it for you hey if all the claims that you're processing is thousand dollars claims worth and suddenly you see a hundred thousand dollar claim you need to start thinking it differently that's an anomaly for you yes But, but but my point is it's it's obvious but that is kind of anomaly detection is that is step one. You kind of form that connection in, in, in during the learning process. And then you've just learned, by the way, hey, here are all these cool techniques about f- f- figuring out anomaly detection. And if you figure out anomaly detection, what else can you do with it? And then you, and suddenly it's like, oh, I'm seeing all these claims which are there. Is there a project here? Is there a project where I should talk to my client and say, listen, you are treating, and this is a real life example, you are, it's the same process we are using when it's a $1,000 claim as the same process we are using a $100,000 claim. I bet while the effort of the process is the same, your, the impact and the value to you for $1,000, $100,000 is actually completely different. That's a much higher risk and everything. Shouldn't you, shouldn't you be thinking about kind of identifying upfront putting a different kind of a skill set of, 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 of person getting deeper into it. The investigation is, is going to be a little bit different. Mm. Why, why haven't you, why should we think about that? You kind of propose a project like that because you just learned it and, the, and then you propose it and then you say, okay, 
can I actually predict much earlier? And this is this is, this is what actually happened. Hey, when the when every all the claims come in, can I just predict which pro, which claim is more likely to become a much more expensive claim and going to take a lot longer to handle? Because then I can uh, prepare for it and I can manage in a separate way than the other claims. And suddenly it's like that becomes a project, and then you actually deliver the project. Client is for for clients. It's an amazing thing. It's 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 it's, it's a value they are getting. Which they didn't expect in terms of in, in terms of how you actually manage your operations and how you predict what is your high cost claims or a more complex claims going to be through a different process and and by the way you are certainly applied a concept that you learned in the in in what you, in the in the context of the work that you are doing and it's a win win you you learned it in a very deep deep way you 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 are more valuable as as an employee. Uh, you are more marketable as an employee uh, to, the, uh, to, the, uh, to, to, to the to the broader uh, labor market and your client has benefited. Yeah, it's a win, 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 win. <laughs> yes, that's and what it is. You've, you've deepened the consultative relationship. You've uh, potentially generated more revenue for exactly. that, frankly. And, and, the, uh, and the client is happier because they're getting way more value. So it's... Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's that's just amazing. Um, really, really fascinating, and and it really does show how uh, sort of sort of you know in the moment you know application of the learnings is is definitely where where you know that's where the rubber meets the road here when it comes to uh, modern learning initiatives uh, in 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 business. Um, what is your vision? for uh, the data bridge program or the next program? Like what is your vision kind of like using this as a launching point? Where, where do you want to go next? So, so two, three things I think uh, on, on, on the vision and, and, the, and that has been a vision from the very beginning. We are kind of executing in phases, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, so there's a big employee piece of it, which I think was, was, was uh, kind of checkpoint one. The checkpoint two is, which is like uh, as the checkpoint too is are our clients getting value out of it because of the program that we kind of launched and whether we kind of get value or some value or we, we get to keep some of the value that we are generating for our clients on that. So which is kind of value for clients and that means value for us. You kind of refer to that. I think that the, so that's kind of where that's where we are right now. Uh, and the third part of the leg is do we actually change newer offering services? Actually, there is IP right now we are generating through all of this thing, right? So mm-hmm. does it does it does it change the newer set of uh, uh, the, the newer offerings altogether that we did not even think or it was there, but it was buried under it? Are we able to create new services and products and offerings uh, and and IP and platforms around that? That's kind of the that's kind of where we are going to move towards next. And and finally, at some point. Uh, can we take now this whole package that we have learned and help other enterprises take on this journey, go on this journey, right? Right now we are doing it for ourselves, but we could potentially that itself, this itself is an offering. And there are some clients who are very interested in kind of getting some pieces of of, of it and that we we have helped out. We have helped out some data literacy and data awareness programs in some of our clients too, based on our learnings. But this is not a kind of a skew for us today. Uh, But at some point, if it becomes more, more, more and more valuable, this could be a product and offering itself of how do you create data aware organizations? Yeah, I, exactly. A turnkey product offering itself. And I'm also hearing, you know, just it's a driver of um, of surfacing up future value. First value. Um, that was not the intent. The fourth one was not the intent. Once we are sharing more with clients and clients are like, hey, why don't you do it for us? 
that's kind of the, but the first three was definitely that kind of creating new value, new products and services. That was definitely a part of it. Very, very strategic, very, uh, very visionary. Um, wonderful. And you know what? I, um, I'm just looking at the time and, uh, but I wanted to just say that, you know, this is a great example also of, um, not that you weren't a learning organization already, but there was some definitely some latent demand for for learning and you provided sort of the supply to satisfy that yeah. demand yeah uh, and and that, that and, and and that as i said that was what was surprising for us as to kind of the take up and i think every i'm just convinced because i mean obviously when new people come in and everything we see that even the new cohorts take up the same rate so there's just an inherent demand in the industry i think or or, or a eagerness to kind of do that. And actually the challenge, what we figured out is everyone knows that they need to be a kind of data aware or, or, or get closer to this. The challenge is they don't know where to start. It's there's yeah. so much information. There's a deluge and everything and like this and that. And everything. I think this, this process just makes it an easier and more structured approach to kind of go and do that. Yeah, well, uh, can't wait for this podcast to be live because I think people will definitely uh, reach out uh, wanting to learn more. And, uh, and Amresh, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us for this episode. It's been really illuminating. This is really fascinating, exciting stuff. No, thank you, Brent. I mean, it was I had a lot of fun kind of chatting about this. And hopefully some of these lessons other organizations kind of kind of take, take and adopt and, and, and always, always happy to share our learnings and our experiences that, that we have had. And there's a lot of lot of uh, roadblocks and scars that we also have, and I'm happy to also share that. <laughs> well, absolutely. You know, not, nothing's perfect, but uh, this, is, this is very inspiring. Thank you so much, Amrish. Thank you. Bye-bye.